Rebellious Studio presents the Mind Body Podcast with your host, Maria Angelova. Hello, Rebels. Welcome to the Mind Body Podcast, your rebellious podcast with me, your host, Maria. This is your podcast about a strong body, calm mind, healing, and fully living. And it is my absolute pleasure today to welcome Adway Joshi, who is the founder and CEO excuse me, of Data Seer a company that was founded in Atlanta fewer than five years ago, and it is now a global company that is rocking and rolling and growing. So Adway, thank you so much for being with me here today. Thank you for having me, my pleasure. Absolutely. And let's start with my favorite question. Three words that describe you and give us a little bit of a story behind each word. Three words that describe me, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, Musician. Tell us a little Um, bit more about that. So I'm a professional musician. Uh, I was initiated into music at age three. Uh, I'm a lifelong student. Uh, I have been studying music pretty much all my life now, specifically Indian classical music. Very fascinated, very attracted towards that uh, music. Uh, and so that's, that's who I am. I'm eccentric because uh, on both occasions where I started my business in the US, uh, it was on a flip of a coin, just like that. I woke up and I said, okay, I got to do something different. I got to do something new. Uh, both of the businesses, I started with zero capital, um, you know, and that's what keeps me going. For some people, it's drugs. For some people, it's alcohol. For some people, it's, you know, something else. For me, this is it, right? This is my adrenaline where it just gets me. And some people call me eccentric for that because most people will not take such risks. But for me, it's either hit big or go home. Which is exactly why you're on the Rebellious podcast, because that's what life is all about, living on the edge and making it exciting, right? There we go. And the third thing is I'm mystic. Uh, You know, what I mean by that is there's enough mysticism about me. People always try to figure me out. Who is this person? Who are you? Uh, And and they always ask me that they they can't, they don't know. They can't connect. They can't figure it out. Because what happens is they always try to fit people in a box and I don't fit in a box. That's actually what my name suggests. Advait means the unique one, uh, the one that you will never find anybody alike, right? So there's Advaita and Advaita. So if you understand my name, you'd understand who I am. It's I'm truly unique. Nobody like me. And that's what I try to do. That's what I try to live by. So there's enough mysticism about me uh, when it comes to that. Great. So speaking of uniqueness, I will ask you, what does rebellious or a rebel mean to you at weight? So for me, that's like the salmon that swims against the current. You know, okay. that's a rebel. So if, if the world goes this way, I'm going to go this way. Right. Why not? Um, Why not? Trying to trying to do something different. Right. Uh, and, you know, there is there is a back in the day. Right. If you look at how the world evolved, uh, if there was no rebellion, America would not be independent. If there was no rebellion, India wouldn't be independent, right? So somewhere, you know, when you don't agree with things that are happening and you start doing things differently, most people will call that as a rebel. I just call that change. Uh, and, you know, I want something different. So that's how I look at it. Okay. Fantastic. So you want something different. So you started your company on a whim. You believed in what you were doing. Let's talk about purpose because that's something that's a hot topic for me. So what drives you? What's like, what are you passionate about? Like most people would say, hmm, data, I actually come from the financial industry. And I, I got to tell you, I'm a geek. I love data. I love data analysis. But for most people it would be like data, that's what really excites you. Like what fuels you? What's your purpose? What makes you excited about what you do? 
well, looking back there fuels me is whiskey for sure. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> what fuels me is the passion uh, to solve problems, right? You know, people talk about, oh, we, we solve fraud. We do this, we do that. And the only goal that they have, and it's not a bad goal, but the only goal that they have is to grow, 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 sell and make a lot of money, which is fine. Like all of us want to do that in the end anyways, but why not try to genuinely solve the problem? Why, why, why make it a gimmick? Why, why not spend time in solving some of these real world problems uh, and, and doing something about it? So that's who we are. That's why we give back so much to the community and that's why it keeps us giving. So think about our, our application. Amongst all the data, if we find one bad person and are able to put one bad person behind the bars or behind jail or stop them from committing this fraud, we are also not just putting him behind the bar, but we are saving maybe tens, maybe hundreds, maybe thousands of lives somewhere else because the fraudster is going to hit all of us at some given point of time anyways. So that's what keeps us going. That's what is our passion. That's what fuels us on a daily basis is that what we are doing is making a greater impact. And I'll give you a simple anecdote for that is um, when I was doing my music nonprofit and I was trying to come up you know, with a database of all this music on the on internet, um, my sister asked me, she's like, you know, why are you doing this? And it's a nonprofit. You're not even going to make any money off of this. Like, why would you do this? And so I told her that I'm leaving a legacy uh, because 500 years from now, thousand years from now, people are still going to remember who I am because I was not just a person who existed and then disappeared because people are still going to associate the name of my nonprofit and, and what I was doing with me. And that's what, to me, life is about is leaving a legacy, doing something that people still remember, you know, 50, 100, 500 years later. Love it. Hashtag impact. impact. Speaking of impact, I, I also enjoy that you brought up serving others, right? Because that's a big one for me, right? Helping people, you know, in my case, feel better, be excited about their well-being, about their mindset. Talk about the importance of serving others as part of your growth journey. Obviously, yeah. you're a successful person. Yeah, so, you know, uh, I, I'm, I was born and brought up Hindu. I still think I'm Hindu. I'm more... Uh, you know, uh, spiritual than religious, but one of the biggest things about Hinduism is to give. It's a religion that teaches you to give. Similarly, Sikhism is also a religion that teaches you to give. What that means is you have to help others and the help in others comes in many different forms. So there are many different levels. The topmost level of giving somebody is considered as godan, which means you donate somebody a cow. Uh, and which is why it's called as a holy cow is because cow is a giver. Cow itself gives milk and, and gives, you know, to the family. Uh, they work around the house. Uh, bulls work around the house and the cow also is around to give, you know, uh, help to the family and, and compassion and, and, and be as a, um, you know, emotional support uh, for the family. Again, it's a different world, if you tell somebody that, you know, cow is an emotional support animal in the US, you'd be like, what are you talking about, right? I'm not going to go hug a cow. It actually, people do that uh, in India. You, you'll see many videos of how it makes a difference. So giving is imbibed in all of us. So we try to give back in whatever way, shape or form, but because donating uh, a cow and the next level of donation is food, uh, also in Sikhism, they call langar, which is why you'll see Sikhs are always donating free food. Even during the time of COVID, they were giving food out. Uh, we actually do a lot of donations as a company. We did a um, um, food drive. We did, we cooked meals for families here in Atlanta. Uh, we always give as a company um, 
I am involved in other charitable efforts around the world because, you know, I don't feel like, you know, what am I going to do with all the money I'm going to earn, right? There is at some point of time that's going to go for waste. So I do believe in, you know, the giving foundation, for example, where most of the billionaires have signed up and saying, when I die, my money should go to some good use because what are you going to do about this later, right? So giving is a very, very important part of uh, being in the community. And you can give in a very small way. You don't have to always give money. You can go help, you can go volunteer, you can donate your clothes, your used items. I mean, in, especially in countries like India and Africa, uh, we have so many people that want, they will take whatever you have. They will actually take your throwaway stuff, right? Without asking questions because they don't even have that. Yeah, you can offer support. You can offer a lend, you lend a year. There's so many ways to support people and serve Absolutely. with whatever gifts that you have. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Adwait, let's talk about you're, again, a very successful entrepreneur. Stepping outside of the comfort zone, you know, doing something that you have not done before. The importance of a growth mindset and stepping outside of the, the box that you talked about. Yeah. So most, most of the times what keeps people captive, what keeps people inside the box is fear. Uh, and you know, all of us have fear. Like I have fear and people ask me, what is your fear? I said, fear of failure. I don't want to fail. So what do you do? You know, most people, because they fear failure, they don't try anything new. They sit in their comfort zone and I'm the same way. I tell people, I have the same fear as you do the fear of failure, but I, we just react differently. I try harder. Right. Uh, and, and if I fail, I fail quick. So I try something different because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you want to win the war, you're going to lose some battles. And so, the, you know, it's okay if you fail in the short term, as long as you win in the longer term, because it's impossible for anybody to be right or successful every single time, right? So those are the things where life gives you an opportunity to learn, uh, react, and, and come up with a better plan so that next time you'll be more successful. And most of people give up. They just don't go to the end. And, and that's why they're like, oh, I'm scared. I'm scared of this. I'm scared of that. So if you want to be out of the box, you're going, to have to, you're going to have to give up your fear. You're going to have to give up your resistance of something new. Nobody likes something new. Like, you know, I'm used to my laptop. I'm used to this office space. Now you change it around for me. I'm going to come back and I'm going to be like, what is it? What happened here? It's everything is different, right? People don't like that. But change is part of life. You know, going before 2020, if, I, if you told people that you will be stuck home for a year, uh, people would be like, are you crazy? I'll, I'll die if I get stuck home for a year. But they were stuck home for a year and they didn't die, right? So that was just a fear that they thought they could not overcome. So you have to look at life in, you are humans. We have been around for such a long time now and we have survived pretty much everything, right? Especially this generation has survived COVID. Um, so you be open to change and don't be scared of anything. You know, I tell my clients that fear will always be there and just buckle up the fear next to you and go despite the fear. And then another one of my favorite sayings is that failures don't define us. They right. simply teach us and ask us to redirect and take a different actions, but they don't identify with who we are. And both, you know, fear is, is a way of calling the universe, God, whatever spirit you want to say, is calling us out and saying, let's go do something to grow, right? Fear is right. a good thing. If right. you're stagnant, it's, it's boring. There, there's no growth. There's no excitement. It's the same thing over and over. Yep. You have no fear. Life has ended it, essentially. There's wow. nothing, nowhere to go. It's just dead stagnation. Yep. And speaking of that, let's talk about intent. 
the intent of living, the intent of living an exhilarating life, of building a company, of serving a purpose, right? Helping employees grow, helping society grow, helping your community grow. Talk about the intent. So it goes back to uh, the first question you asked, the impact, right? The intent is, for, for me, the intent to do something is so that I can have a bigger impact an impact bigger than me. And for what that means is for most people, right? If you, if you start with a real life example, a person comes home, they are the provider for the family. So for their family, they are elevated, right? They're like, oh, most important. Well, that person then goes and is on the board of directors of their HOA, they're elevated. So everybody in the board thinks, well, they're elevated. Now, as you start expanding, right? All the way to the most powerful position in the whole world, which is the president of the United States of America, you're even more elevated, right? So you're making an impact. And, and the intent there is to lead and leave examples for others to follow uh, and, and show them that it's possible, right? And that's why when some, uh, you know, when I watch these global elections, when I watch uh, people getting elected, uh, you know, and there are some of them are history-making moments, right? When, when Obama was elected as a president, it was a big moment in history for people. And that's impact. That's, that's you know, it makes a deeper uh, effect on people where they say, hey, you know what? I could do this too. It's not hard, right? Uh, because at, at the end of the day, he was a human too. Uh, and he was a person, he was a nobody at some point of time until they became somebody. So doing that, leading by example, showing people and having that intent of, I want to make a difference. I don't want to just do an eight to five, go home and, and go to sleep, but I want to make a big difference and I want to make an impact. And I, I want to make sure that people look at it differently and use these examples in life to achieve something. I want to be that person that climbs the mountain first and then leaves the rope for the rest of them to climb up, right? That's how I look at things. And speaking of that, let's talk about the power of the authenticity, staying true to yourself as you rise up the ladder, as you climb up the mountain. What do you, what do you think about that? Staying important to and true to who you are. Yep, and so that's, I, I always tell people, uh, people always know me for this. I'm a man of my word. If I give you my word, if I tell you that I'm gonna do something, I absolutely do something. I always tell them that it may not be on your timeline because I never told you when I'm gonna do something, but I'm gonna do something. And, and most of the times what happens is when you tell folks that I'm gonna do A, B, and C, and you don't do it on their timeline, they look at it and say, well, you broke your word. Not really. Uh, you know, this is not an agreement. This is not a formal contract. This is not something, you know, you can bring it to court. Sometimes you have to have patience. Sometimes you have to understand the other person's uh, perspective. Things may not work out the way. So for example, I'll just give you a random example. If somebody said, hey, I'm going to give you a thousand bucks so that, you know, you, your life can be better. Well, that person may lose their job and they may be struggling to even feed their own family. They're not going to be able to give you the thousand bucks at that moment, but times will change and then they may actually have the thousand bucks to give you and they can give it to you. So judging somebody too quick is absolutely wrong. And so being true to yourself, I always tell these people that if you are true to yourself, it does not matter what other people think. Because you'll always find people that will look at it positively and negatively. You know, there will be people who look at the glass half full or half empty. So staying true to yourself is most important uh, in life because that's what keeps you sane. If you start lying to your own self, then you are losing the battle. It's, it's funny. I just I was having this exact same conversation with my daughter this morning, who is a preteen and reminding her that. It doesn't matter who likes you and who doesn't like you. There's a lot of peer pressure at that age, right? Oh, yeah. 
very important that you stay true to who you are and to what feels right to you and not what others have to say. So I think that imply that stays with us in adult life as well, not just preteen years. Absolutely. All right. Tell us about uh, readings, things, quotes, books that inspire you. What are some of your favorites? So it's funny. Uh, most people would think that I'm a great reader because I have these books behind me, but I don't actually read a whole lot. You know what I do instead is I actually watch inspirational movies. Okay. Uh, and some of the inspirational movies that I watch are, af- are, are basically, I mean, there are some fictions, but there are a lot of them are nonfiction real life incidents that happen and, and people have made a movie about that. One of my most favorite movies, which is obviously a nonfiction is the Shawshank Redemption. And, uh, you know, it teaches you perseverance. It teaches you, you know, uh, integrity because, you know, you know, you are not, you didn't do anything, you know, you know, the system did you wrong. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to get out of here. And it's, it, it's okay if it takes me a thousand years, but I'm going to try and, and I'll die trying, but I'm going to try. So I watch a lot of, uh, you know, very motivational movies instead of reading books. I, I do read books, but it's very rare for me to read books. I like bullet point things to read. So uh, I'm not a big reader, uh, which is unlike most people, uh, because most people like to read, they like to, you know, follow something. But I have, I, I've read like five books in my life, right? Uh, one of the series has been Harry Potter. I consider them all as one, right? So that book did keep me in. <laughs> But there are some other books that I have read, which were inspiration, like Papillon. Uh, Papillon was Henry Charrier's book of, you know, prison escape, right? Uh, and it's amazing, um, you know, stories like that. But I have mostly watched inspirational movies, and that's what keeps me going. That's what makes me think more. I think that's great. I think everybody has a choice of how they get the information, the inspiration that they desire. I personally love to read, but uh, my husband, for example, he reads stuff on his phone, which I cannot stand. I'm old fashioned. I like to print stuff. I like to put notes, you know, but that's just me. That's what I like to do. And then, of course, my daughter, she's like, read a book. How is that fun in any way? Right. Yep. All different. We all receive information in a different way. What are some of your give us a couple of more of your favorite movies? I am also a fan of nonfiction. Yeah, so I like uh, I like the Green Mile. It was a great movie. Uh, I generally and you know most people uh, don't know that it was a Stephen King movie. Uh, yeah, and then so is Shawshank Redemption, and so uh, those two I absolutely love. Uh, I I generally love either. I mean I'm I'm too extreme, so I'll either like a. Quentin Tarantino movie, which is like, you know, you don't have to think, just go there and enjoy, uh, like Kill Bill, right? Or on the other side, I'm looking for something very deep, uh, like a mystery where you're every single minute, you're trying to figure it out. And there have been some really, really good movies recently that have come on Netflix, especially from Indian cinema, which are driven by real life incidents and history, uh, which is obviously, you know, nonfiction um, that they have uh, shown. And, and, I love something like that. And I so also watch a lot of non-American films. Foreign films. Uh, oh yeah, foreign films. And I mean, Netflix has made it so easy, to be honest. Yeah, okay. And the suite, what keeps you waking up inspired, excited, and wanting to go and get more out of life every single day? So what keeps, what wakes me up every day is usually uh, uh, somebody screaming and yelling and, uh, you know, hey, yeah. so I, I, something's not working. I'm just kidding. No. Uh, <laughs> Nothing so, like the fire alarm waking exactly. you up. Exactly. Nah, no, nah, not here. No. Uh, well, uh, my, 
I always say this, right? And this is why a lot of people have fear of dying and I don't because I know my time's not up yet. And I know my time's not up yet is because I know that I was put on this earth to do some amazing things. And I haven't found that purpose yet. I, th- I still feel like I have to keep on doing more things that I'm doing. And ultimately I'll reach a stage where, uh, oh, my, my purpose is done, right? And my, you know, this is why I was put on the earth for, and I'm done now, there is nothing more to go. So as long as that's, I don't reach there, uh, I'm gonna just keep on waking up every day and doing something different and solving more problems and making more lives happy, you know, making more people happy and, and touching more lives and, and just continue doing what I'm doing. One piece of advice for our listeners. Again, don't hold yourself back. You know, if you feel something's not right, it's not right, move on, do something different. If you feel something's right, stay the course. Don't don't change the course. Don't change course. Very good. Adwait, where can people find you and follow you? Uh, I'm on Twitter, A.A. Joshi. I'm on LinkedIn, or just look up Data Sears and you'll find me everywhere. Excellent. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for the wonderful conversation and I wish you continuous luck. Thank you. I appreciate it. Can't get enough of those rebellious conversations? Do make sure you subscribe, like, and share with your friends.